Hello, and welcome to Stasis Pod, the Transformers Prime Podcast. I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. And today we're discussing The Human Factor. Oh man, this is some dark shit, yo. Oh, and not to be confused <laughs> with that one issue of the G1 comic that introduced uh, the Neo-Knights. Yes, that was actually immediately oh. what I thought of, and I was like, oh no, wait, this isn't that. This is zombie. I mean, I guess he's oh, technically geez. not a zombie. Uh, I mean, he's kind of a guy in a zombie. Yeah, there's definitely um, like some very messed up stuff going on here. He's a real bad guy, Turducken. Well, yes. The easiest way to describe it is it's alive. It's alive. Yes. Yes. So, uh, this episode first aired September 14th, 2012, uh, written by our old pal Bob Skur. Ooh. Nice. Uh, this is his second episode of, uh, Transformers Prime. He will, he has another one, uh, in the, coming up not long from now. Mm-hmm. And anyway, it's kind of interesting that the previous episode was Marty Eisenberg, and this one is uh, Rob Scare. They 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 hit or Bob Scare. Yeah. They uh, they hit the. Uh, it does list him as Robert Scare, doesn't yeah, it? Robert N. Scare. Yes. Ooh, middle initial. Yeah. I guess we're we're just not on we're just not on a Bob basis with him anymore. No. Yeah, this is kind of like the point in Beast Wars when they were getting like Len Wayne to write episodes and DC Fontana. Like they're they're calling in the favors now. Yes, I don't think we ever. I, I really. I'm just trying to think if there are any like noted comics writers who still do like animation episodes. I think uh, J.M. Dimitrius still does stuff. Huh, okay. And I'm not sure about Marv Probably. Wolfman. Oh uh, wait, um, am I really quiet? You were really quiet. You're better now. You sound fine now. Okay, I hope. I, I kind of smacked the, the gimbal arm that my mic is on, and my squiggles were very tiny. Now they're reasonable, I guess. Now they're okay. back to normal. Squiggle factor, back down to normal. Yes. So we we open in possibly Transylvania, <laughs> in in a military well bunker, be. I guess. Yep, one of the many military bunkers on this show, occupied currently by the uh, evil terrorist organization Mech. <gasps> dun dun dun! <sighs> we haven't seen them a while, and what happened last time we saw them? Last time, uh, they they made a fake Optimus Prime called Nemesis Prime. And it had a big fight with Optimus Prime, and then it fell on Silas, their leader, yes. who is also Clancy Brown. Yay! Hey, rocks fall, everyone dies. Yes, except Primes he... fall, everyone dies. <laughs> except he did not die. In fact, the teaser of that episode had him, like, hooked up to machines. Although, in a, a nasty bit of imagery, they, uh... And later on in the episode, the Autobots say that they thought uh, Silas was paced. Yes, R.C. specifically says that, because she's a murder monster. <laughs> well, yeah. I was sure he was goop. Yeah, he was... <laughs> yeah. Squished. So they have... Uh, they've got Breakdown's corpse, and they have put Silas inside of it. Yes. We only really you? see him, like, from, like, his very upper torso and head, but, yeah, he's it's, all, like, stitches and... Like, they've shaved his head and he's got, like, a big steel plate in his head. Yeah. Yeah, scars everywhere. He looks like a Frankenstein. And yes. I'm, the, the question is, I guess, how much of him is in there? Yeah, that's a very good question. I'm thinking Frankly. this might be like a Borg Queen uh, thing, where it's just like his head and shoulders and everything else is machines. Uh, that's possible. 
I would think like a, a RoboCop situation where there's still some guts attached, but not a lot of it, much else. Yeah, I'm, well, well, I guess it depends what RoboCop, because I think there's a scene in that new RoboCop where they like disassemble him and it's just like a brain yeah. and maybe a little like General Grievous sack well, of organs. Yeah, <laughs> it's a head, it's a General Grievous, and it's a right hand for some reason. Sure, why not? Which is weird. <laughs> anyway, hopefully this does not end up with him making out with Brent Spiner. I mean... <laughs> Clancy Brown, surprisingly, I don't think he's ever been on Star Trek. Uh, Aww. Oh, huh. Yeah, because he, he was on Earth 2 and has been in various other things. Maybe he was in Highlander? Well, he was the bad guy in the first Highlander. He's the Kurgan. Oh, right. Duh. I have something to say. <laughs> My was like, it's better to... Burn out, then to fade away. Half that association. But... <laughs> He's great in that movie. Yeah. He's one of the yes, he handful of people to be in the MCU twice. That's right. Uh, once Ooh. as the Punisher's old boss, and once as a giant fire demon. Oh, I did not know he was on Yes. Uh, well, he started out in Daredevil, and then he was later in Punisher in a flashback. Yes. Uh, I, but... I did... Uh... I, I watched, I rewatched Civil War recently, and I was like, hey, wait, that's Alfre Woodard. She can't be here. She's already a different character. Yeah. I think, and she was like on both at like almost exactly the same time, too. So it's just like a weird coincidence. Huh. I thought Luke Cage was a good year or two later. I think it was around the same time. I can't remember exactly. But anyway, um, it is a little shocking because if anybody screams crooked Starfleet Admiral, it's Clancy Brown. Yes. Or like Starfleet Admiral who's secretly crazy. Yes, who's got some kind of like yeah. horrible scheme going on. I mean, in fact, that is what he does in uh, in Punisher. Because he's actually like running drugs back to uh, from Afghanistan to the U.S. in like corpses. Yeah, huh. I remember that now. <laughs> but anyway, they they bring him back to life, and uh, breakdown looks awful. It looks like uh, looks like he's been buried in a pet cemetery. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get to jokes about that. Yeah, he's he's odd color. It's like he's covered in oil and cracks. It's it, really impressive. Like they retextured everything. He reminds him. me a lot of, I guess, two places. He he basically looks like my uh, my backpacking stove after I've lit it up a few times and it got a very nice sort of blue-red patina going. Uh, there's also a pen company that makes a pen called Fire Blue uh, that's basically that same thing. It's steel and then they burnish it until it has that like reddish-bluish. So to me, from my experience, it just looked like it had been set on fire at some point. And got that. Also, that pen is like a two hundred dollar pen. So, this is an expensive paint job he's got. <laughs> and also, they've given it because to replace that eye patch eye, which breakdown was, I guess, just keeping sort of out of penance. They've given him a Terminator eye. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. So anyway, he, he wakes up and and goes. All Frankenstein's dad's monster on the scientists who thankfully save their former employer and he just blows them away. Yeah. Sort of. It's not like he's doing this out of a blind rage. He specifically is like, I thank you, but I am going to, I am meant to keep company with Titans now. So why does he have to kill them all? Like, he could just be, like, later guys and just leave, but he's got to kill them all first for reasons. And yeah, that that is the end of Mech. Yep, that's it. The end. Good night. Which is kind of a shame. Like, it'd be nice if they came up as a little weird Cobra organization later, but I guess they're... These four scientists are all that's left that give a shit about Mech. I mean, I guess it makes sense. Well, I guess if... they're probably not getting paid Yeah, anymore. I mean, our... You know, the, these guys are the dead enders. Like, the the man with the plan is the guy who we're hooking up into this robot alien. Yeah. No. So anyway, he uh, 
We uh, we cut to him uh, busting into a military facility, presumably also killing a ton of people. Oh my god, my favorite part of this is that he drives up to the security gate and he rolls down the window halfway and it's his human head looking out. It's like, so they set it up so when he transforms, <laughs> he's in the driver's seat, whatever there is of him. And that Which, just seems really silly. To, cute, but I mean, silly. It, it yeah, seems... It's reasonable because again you don't really want a car going around with no driver it already looks like it got blown yeah, up a few like, times so it's bad yeah. enough already that the, the the guard recognizes him and says hi or whatever the fuck but th- that his first instinct is oh my god what happened to the top half of your face that i can see <laughs> it's covered in scars and a metal plate sir you have to tell me if you are a frankenstein it is the law <laughs> Are you a Frankenstein? I just love how he's just like peeking up over the side of the window <laughs> with his human head. Also, oh, I I will how? point out since you know it's it's worth noting I think that uh, we do who we do not get we get Clancy Brown we do not get any Adam Baldwin uh, he's gone Yay. breakdown mm-hmm. is not talking in breakdown voice anymore yes. I, I I have to. How how did he lower the window? <laughs> I mean, it's it's got to have power just, windows. Yeah, he just I powers guess, it like, cybernetically. He just thinks lower the window. Yeah, and the I window mean, comes I guess down. It's just like that. That's how he moves everything else. It's it's just weird to think that that like he they wired in power windows somewhere <laughs> into his spinal <laughs> column. From the robot spinal column. Oh, and they mentioned, like, robot, they welded him into the nervous system and skeleton of this robot. Like, calling it a skeleton is weird. I mean, a nervous system is strange, but we've dealt with that for decades. And robots that they're, like, they have computer brains and shit, but robot skeleton is an odd concept. I mean, infrastructure. Superstructure. And we have occasionally seen like a, a robot get blasted and they have like a, like a robot skeleton hand or like a, like a skull face. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Or their overlord burned to pieces. Yes. Exactly. Anyway, so we, we cut to the Autobot base. Uh, Bulkhead is still in rough shape and he's also depressed because he thinks he's being replaced. Uh, uh, and Smokescreen is trying to be helpful. He says, well, you know, we've got this Apex armor now. And, you know, bulkhead, you could put this on. And, and he just chucks it at, at a computer. And, of course, Ratchet, well, he needed that. <laughs> Yay! Yes, it's, I, I was so excited to go another Ratchet. I needed that, that. And then I started flipping back through my notes. So, so, so many pages to find the last time it happened in season one. Wow. We're only on number four of I needed that. Wow. Which is surprising. It is surprising. Although I think, like, all the previous times it happened, I think it was all by the same writer. Yeah, Nicole Dubik. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So presumably now everybody has had the chance to watch, like, the first season. Yes. Uh, I guess so. All the writers are caught up on all that stuff from actual episodes and not just summaries. And we get some great Jeffrey Combs <laughs> muttering here. Yes. Oh, yeah, he's muttering on his breath and he's like, oh, do I need it, though? I mean, it. I I would say telling the bruiser that maybe he could take this armor does seem sort of like that's that's harsh. But also, smokescreen, as we have established, is a kitten. He's an orphan kitten, and just you know, he's trying his best. He's a very good boy, and he's trying his best to impress Optimus Prime. Oh, wow. And I guess by the end of the season, Bulkhead will have become that giant bulldog that adopts the itty-bitty baby kitten from the Looney Tunes cartoons. Oh, <laughs> yes. Well, that starts to happen at the end of this episode. Yeah. Eh, almost. So, the... Uh... Anyway, Jack uh, Jack is calling Raph up, and it turns out that Raph, uh, his grades have been slipping, so he has now been grounded by his angry mother. So... <laughs> It's not that he wasn't. It's not that he was caught hacking the Pentagon. No, it's that he got an A minus in something. Well, they're intuiting that that 
actually, Raph doesn't specifically say that, but it makes sense. It is entirely possible he got <laughs> grounded for hacking the Pentagon. And we, we do not see her, but we hear her a little, and it's Sumali Montano kind of doing a Mexican accent. Yeah, not like a really bad, awkward No, it's not terrible. No. It's not a horrible racist accent. No, no, we're not talking Speedy Gonzalez here. Anyway, back on uh, back at the Decepticon base, um, the breakdown signal has turned up, and Knockout is excited because uh, he, the man is a maestro. Kinda. Well, because he kind of thinks he might still be alive. Yes. Yeah, but it, it, it's like his excitement level is hard to gauge. It's very subdued. Other than hey, somebody to buff my back. Like yeah, breakdown <laughs> may act the brute, but he's a maestro behind a rotary buffer. But he also says it's like a corrupted signal. Yeah, and they suggest like, you know, that maybe corrupted? it's an Autobot trick, and I'm thinking that desecrating corpses is pretty grim for an Autobot trick. Well, they're the Decepticons, though. They expect the worst of people. I guess. Well, it depends how you fake a signal. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can fake one. I was just thinking that them... The first thing that came to mind for me was that they had found his corpse (laughs) and, like, basically did what Silas actually did, except just doing it for the sake of luring the Decepticons out. That's that's really messed up for Autobots. Autobots initiate Operation Weekend at Bernie's. (laughs) Well, you know, like... Maybe the Autobots just try flipping him off and on again to see if he works. (laughs) I mean, okay, I will take a moment to acknowledge for the the historians and the audience that one of the earliest fictional instances of Transformers zombies was an Autobot scientist. So thank you, Flame from Marvel UK. (laughs) Uh, But but it still seems definitely for this batch. Like, I don't know if I could see Ratchet going for that. No, I'm... Well, I I think even they mentioned that, uh, like, when Bumblebee gets his T-Cog stolen, uh, Ratchet says, you know, the Decepticons are bad, but, uh, you know, you know Megatron's uh, evil, but he's no ghoul. Yes. Oh, yeah, that was odd. But also it does, like, it, it asks the question there, like, was Breakdown never confirmed dead before this? Was I mean, he I guess just they, missing? They never found his body, I guess. Yeah, He's so, MIA. I, mean, I guess that would make it kind of fair that we never really got Knockout being super upset about it if it was never confirmed. Like, maybe he thought... I mean, they have really long lifespans. Breakdown could have been, like, off dicking around somewhere for a year and that's like you wouldn't even necessarily think anything of it because you know that's not a significant portion of your lifespan yeah it's just like popping out to the corner store for some cigarettes yeah so maybe he thought breakdown had popped out to the corner store for some cigarettes and he needed him to come and buff him Uh, so anyway, knockout goes some vehicons to uh, to this military base. It's been trashed. Presumably, Silas killed a bunch of guys off screen. Yep. yep. Well, that's all he does this episode: murders dozens of people <laughs> and steals. I mean, their they're shit. just humans. He's better than them now. Mm-hmm. Because he was, and he, he yeah, he comes out of there. Uh, initially, breakdown thinks, oh hey, or sorry, knockout thinks, oh hey, breakdown. But it's clearly not breakdown. A because it looks like he was buried in a pet cemetery. Yes. And B, speaking of which, he sounds like Clancy Brown. Yes. So that is acknowledged that yes, he he does sound like Clancy Brown. He's no longer the the least of the bald ones. And I think that I mean I'm I can't remember exactly because we haven't seen breakdown in a while, but I think even like his body language is different. Uh, yeah, yeah, I I, I was actually going to mention at some point that, frankly, like, in this episode, I don't know if it's just the directing or what, but everyone's body language is super good. So I I can absolutely see that being a thing. Mm-hmm. So he, of course, says he's carrying like a big case and he says, take me to your leader. <laughs> yes. Uh, and knockout is horrified yeah like you're 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 in my boyfriend (laughs) yes 
what are you doing to my boyfriend's corpse? <laughs> so we're back at the Ottawa base. Uh, Agent Fowler's on the case, and he says the Decepticons have stolen the Project Damocles satellite. <gasps> What's that? What? It was actually mentioned in um, in Grill, the clip episode. Oh, yeah. I was going to oh, say that sounded kind of yes. familiar. It was weird because, like, Optimus Prime knows what it was, and I was like, why the fuck does he know what this thing is? I guess I just forgot the clip shows because clip shows go in and out of your brain really quickly. Yes, and that's also where they first mentioned that he's Leland Bishop, <laughs> which is a name that he uses here. But Project Damocles, because Silas is basically a Bond villain, yeah, uh, it is a yeah. killer satellite. As you do. Uh, also, uh, I, I find it very interesting that it's basically implied that the U.S. military totally funded this. Yes. Because yeah, well, he did this when he was actually working with the, you know, because they're saying that he did it under his actual name. Well, they, they mentioned, uh, Prime says that he invented it, which is crazy. Yes. Well, it's possible Prime just doesn't quite understand how, like, military <laughs> financing works. <laughs> Maybe. But I, I, I kind of got the sense that, like, he, you know, spearheaded this project, and then when the higher-ups found out what he was doing, they kicked him out. But they built it anyway. Well, I think they built it, bef and then I guess they just kept it, because I guess you never know when you're going to need a particle beam. Yeah, I mean, if you got it, they can blame it on this other guy that they have it, but, you know. And anyway, it is a very Bond villain thing. Uh, first used, I think, the first use of it might be in Diamonds Are Forever, the 71 Bond oh. movie. Mm -hmm. Oh, so it, um, uh, wait. Maybe most famously used in animation in Akira. Yes. Yeah. Uh, good old Orville lasers. And then later heavily hom homaged in Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, Yay! that was a fun scene. The, the good animation. I think, I think I've seen that recently, that clip. It's, it's, I think that's TMS. It's very well animated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, used in many subsequent Bond movies, including uh, GoldenEye and Die Another Day. Well, because the idea of an orbital laser is a neat idea. The, the, the finger of God, as it were. Yes. yes. Although it's always overdone because lasers aren't really that powerful. They would have to sit there for quite a while to heat up. Think. Well, this isn't a laser. It's a particle beam. Yeah. yeah this is altogether different. It's a giant, thick energy beam when it comes down. Yeah. Carving shit up. Mm -hmm. Totally reasonable. Totally believable. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, Agent Fowler believes that Breakdown is working with Silas. Yeah. And Ratchet's all, uh, Decepticons would never work with humans. And, you know, Jack has to correct him and say, well, you know, you guys work with humans, and it, it's worked out okay for you so far. Yeah. I mean... Megatron now knows that Miko straight up killed a dude. So, <laughs> you know, they might be developing some respect for them, but, you know, as, as we know, that is not the case. Anyway, speaking of Megatron, he is introduced to Silas, who he finds disgusting. Yeah, he calls him an abomination, and, and then Silas proceeds to rename himself through an abbreviation. Which yes, he is. Down, he, speaking of uh, villains, he is now Silas with a C, which stands for Cybernetic Life Augmented by Symbiosis. Okay, so i Ooh. i wanna I wanna bring something up here. Did we ever have like was there ever anything established earlier that his name was actually spelled the normal spelling of Silas? Because Silas um. was already like not his actual name. Yeah. So, do we know that it wasn't always Silas with a C-Y? We do. It was Silas with an S in the credits. Okay, fine. I uh, guess, well, yeah. That's what I get for skipping credits all the time. Yeah, I skip the credits. Well, it, but in the credits, it's like it's not in the show. It's only in the credits, and that could just change later. Although, no, him I... changing the spelling to make an acronym fit is... <laughs> <laughs> it's very Cobra. Yes. I I propose that he always had this planned, but that was why he made his his previous pseudonym 
Silas spelled normally because he wanted it to be a smoother transition once he became cybernetic life augmented by symbiosis. <laughs> I, I thought maybe he was just a big fan was, of Silas Marner. This is what he was doodling <laughs> in like heart shapes and bubbles on his notebook with C Y L A. But yes, Megatron finds this disgusting. Knockout is appropriately horrified, though apparently not so horrified that he didn't do what the guy asked him to do, which was bring yeah, him up to the Yeah, it is kind of weird that he brings ship. him up there with no questions to ask, although I guess there's really nobody else to do that right now. Yeah, and so, also he might not win a fight with Breakdown. Yeah. Yeah, even with Viacons to back him up. He, he, needs, yeah. he needs Big Daddy Megatron to come help. Yes. And then he could threaten the corpse of Breakdown with his chainsaw hand. Yes. I mean, Breakdown kind of was his muscle, so that's fair. So Silas, you know, he just wants a place at the table with the Decepticons, because he wants to be on the winning team, <laughs> and he's brought him his best, the Damocles Satellite. Yes. So he's like, hey, yeah, I was a human, but I merged with the reanimated corpse of one of your people, so I want to be a Decepticon now. Can I hang out with you? Can I hang out with you in the cool Which kids club? The, the, I'm a little inter- surprised they never use the word binary bonding here. Yeah, or something yeah. like that. He has kind of become a brain master, chest master, a breast, breast master. Yeah, something. <laughs> it's weird. It's the, the the first knockout and now Megatron are entertaining him. Is just such a weird concept, kind of. I mean, it's like, they do want this killer satellite. Yeah. They do want the killer satellite, yes, but I'm sure Soundwave could figure it out, given enough time where to go to get the passwords and bullshit. It's just like, you find out your coworker goes, goes missing, he's presumed dead, and then he shows up later and there's like a mouse living in a hole in his chest, like pulling tendons <laughs> to drive him around. <laughs> Oh man, it's like a really dark version of Ratatouille. I was gonna say it's like a Rick and Morty episode, but that works too. <laughs> Rick and Morty is grosser. I mean, Megatron is a guy who also injected the blood of the devil into his soul. <laughs> okay, yeah, Megatron will like try anything once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Megatron is the host of drive-ins, diners, and dives in Iacon, or on. <laughs> Puny human, today we are rising up to diners, drive-ins, and dives. He's just wearing like a giant Guy Fieri shirt. <laughs> it's just that old Megatron Luau shirt that everyone <laughs> wore to the Botan dinner in 2001. <laughs> oh, I kind of wish I had one of those shirts. They're ridiculous. Yeah. Probably hard to find now. Ah. <sighs> And I shall be consuming the the most disgusting food on Cybertron for your amusement. <laughs> that was how he got the following to found the Decepticons. <laughs> that was how he gained his popularity. They, he says he was a gladiator, but no, it was it was having a TV show. Well, no, it's the thing. He fought in Kitchen Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> God, no. <laughs> oh. And, and Starscream was like the Elton Brown of Cybertron. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, so uh, so they've got the satellite, but the uh, what the Decepticons don't have are the codes, which are stored in uh, a bunch in a, a government facility in Colorado, which kind of looks like the uh, the SETI facility with the, all the. Uh, Big satellite dishes, the big uh, radio dishes. Yeah. Uh, if you've seen the movie Contact or the much worse Charlie Sheen movie uh, The Arrival, you know what I'm <laughs> yes. talking about. Yeah. I feel like any Charlie Sheen movie can be described as the much worse Charlie Sheen movie. I kind of uh, love that movie though. Okay, fine. That's um, it's okay. Backwards legs, aliens. I know. Mean, I think the Autobots are gonna get there, and they're gonna have to fight Ron Silver and his backwards knees. Yeah, I. I can't think of any recent ones, but I really enjoyed Men at Work for probably I mean, the wrong I, I don't reasons. think they really let Charlie Sheen be in movies anymore. No. Or on television. Most of my love is Men at Work is uh, Keith David anyway. 
so anyway, Soundwave, unfortunately, has beat them to it, and he has used the, the Autobots' tactics against them by faking <laughs> uh, Agent Fowler's voice and using it to make them evacuate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a nice touch. Um, oh, uh, uh, before that, when we're back at the Autobot base and Fowler's explaining shit to people, or the Autobots, um, there's a map on their computer, and for some reason, Louisiana, the entire state, has been moved and placed in the middle of Texas. I totally I missed why. this until you posted a screenshot of it. But yes, you look at the screenshot and it's just Louisiana is just there's a cutout right there yeah. between Mississippi and Texas. And Louisiana is just it's like someone was doing a map to show how big Texas was by putting Louisiana <laughs> inside yeah. it. And then they just forgot like I, I saw it and I was like, wait, something's missing. So I had to pause it, and then I realized they fucking moved the state. Yes, because there is there is an outline. It's weird. There is an outline of Louisiana just completely contained within Texas. Listen, we probably shouldn't have used color forms technology to make this map. <laughs> it's, it is so bizarre. Like, like, I mean, animation errors and shit happen all the time. We we have seen G one. There's a shitload, but. To have a map somehow fuck up like that, I don't, I don't understand how that error happened. And it oh, entered. No. Listen, me. Dur- when you, when Unicron woke up at the end of the last season, some stuff got moved around. <laughs> this, though, this is I have the uh, the wiki page up for this episode, and that is under errors. It says on the same screen as Breakdown's so. image, the map of the United States shows the state of Louisiana inside Texas with an empty spot where it's supposed <laughs> to be. The same map error reappears when Soundwave begins operating the Damocles satellite. <laughs> so yeah, I guess I, just on this day, Louisiana happened to be in Texas. Yeah, I, I mean, I would be surprised if that error wasn't on the wiki because there are people more attentive to this shit than I am. <laughs> Uh, it's pretty amazing. Anyway, back to Soundwave. So anyway, Soundwave is doing his, his Dr. Octopus thing with the computers. Uh, there are all sorts of Viacons there. And, uh, yeah, Soundwave is, uh, he is hacked, he is connected to the satellite. And they launch the, uh, the satellite. And we get some really cool, like, satellite deploying and, uh, maneuvering animation here. I'm a real sucker for that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. They should be playing like sort of menacing James Bond music over it. It's very yeah, James it kind of does need something more ominous than just kicking it out in airlock and, and it deploys itself. And we need some music. And yeah, they they just start firing this thing, and it 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 does fire this like gigantic heat beam that almost incinerates Smokescreen and does incinerate a Viacon. Yeah, it's actually the commercial cut is like this thing is about to hit Smokescreen, and he turns to look up and sees it coming, and then that's the cut to commercial. I'm like, oh no, they're gonna kill this guy an episode after he showed up. Hope you bought that toy in uh, the span of a week, kids. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't, because it's not out yet. No, it's not. (laughs) But no, they they do not actually kill him, even though they were apparently willing to make you think they might for the span of a commercial break. Yes, but oh, this Viacon, he is, he is a crispy critter. Yes, he is a crater. So, uh, so, so Bulkhead is, you know, they, they contact the base, like, we've got a friggin' satellite shooting at us, uh, can you help us? Also, uh, when Soundwave takes control of the satellite, he does it by, like, tentacle groping the keyboard. I mean, this isn't yeah. the first time that Soundwave has used tentacle groping to take over a satellite. I How know, quickly we but, forget Revenge of the Fallen. But the keyboard <laughs> specifically, it just seems like he should like connect to the actual, I don't know, computer and yeah, not just He should be keyboard. plugging into a USB port or something instead of yes. typing really fast with his o- Dr. Octopus tentacle. They he might have a thing that like guarantees human he just, input. He just slams it down onto the keyboard and just like yeah, it's it's silly. Anyway, keyboard. Oh, he should have pulled out Ravage to be keyboard cat. Ah, oh, <laughs> keyboard. 
kitty. Do, 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 do. Actually, there is a blatant keyboard cat reference in an episode of Re- of uh, Rescue Bots. <laughs> really surprising. I should watch more Rescue Bots. It's adorable. Yeah. Anyway, but and so Bulkhead's raring to go, and but what they really need is technical support, which means Raph, who is grounded. And so they just straight up teleport Fowler, Miko, and Jack into the Esquivel household. So all of this, especially, I guess, for some reason, the establishing shots of his house just really remind me of the part from the the season one G1 episode role for it, where Prowl basically uses his modem to connect to Chip Chase, who is just at home on the primitive internet. Uh, and Chip's house. These shots just feel a lot like the establishing shots of Chip's house. Isn't that also the same episode where Chip tears apart uh, one of those old floppy disks with (laughs) his bare hands? Yes. Yes, it is. A lot happens in that episode. I love that episode. (laughs) That's like if I'm having a bad day, I put on that episode and just everything is so much better. (laughs) But yes, it just... Really reminded me of of Chip Chase sitting in his room helping Prowl. Uh, so everybody's got some problems here. There's a there's a there's a killer satellite firing beams at the Autobots. Uh, Bulkhead wants to go fight, and also Fowler has to go to the bathroom. Yes, <laughs> but they can't get caught because then he's going to be extra grounded. Eventually, he does indeed sneak out, but it turns out that they are low on TP. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so they, uh, this is all going on, and finally Megatron figures out, well, they, they, they track, they track the hack to Jasper, Nevada, and specifically to Raph's house. Yes. Yeah, so- now the Decepticons know where one of the humans lives. You would That's think Raph man. would be using a VPN for this stuff, man. Come yeah. on. I think so. Come on, kid. I mean, he's using the Trace Buster, but the Decepticons are using the Trace Buster Buster. <laughs> oh. I was going to say, they could be trying to track him down by his MAC address, but then he's... I would think he would have, like... I mean, there's stuff that'll spoof your MAC address. Like, that's built into Tails Linux. So, you know, that's like... Yeah. I guess he didn't have time to connect to the VPN. Maybe he was trying to watch Netflix. Because <laughs> Netflix will wait, not work with your wait, VPN. Wait, did we have Netflix in 2012? We did have Netflix in 2012. Yeah, yeah, we wait, did. Netflix... The, the streaming Netflix back then? I think so. Really? Huh. It's pretty I close, think yeah. so. Uh-huh. Yeah. Seems legit. Anyway, so Megatron's all, all right, listen, Silas, go earn your keep. Go murder this child. <laughs> and Silas is like, okay, this isn't even the first time Silas has tried to murder these children. So yeah. this is like, yes, totally. He is fine with this. Yeah, so he well, just at dri- first he's not. He's, he's just like, wait, don't you want one of your underlings to go do that? Oh, wait, I'm one of your underlings. Sorry, my lord. Yeah, he's learning something very important here, which is that Megatron is a terrible boss to work for. Yep. He is an asshole boss. Also, at one oh, point yes. earlier, he told Megatron to relax, and Megatron was having none of it. Well, he also didn't call him Lord Megatron. Yes. Yes, at this point, he realizes that, oh, this is a supervillain boss. I gotta, like, <laughs> call him Lord and stuff. Anyway, so he uh, he takes aim. We get our commercial break, and then Bulkhead comes and uh, punches him into what I believe is the L.A. River from uh, Greece. Yeah, it's kind of the L.A. River again, which is weird. Which is just like a block or a half a block away from Raf's house, which is kind of weird. But Bulkhead's on trash duty is the thing. I mean, yes. they're in Nevada. I assume that that kind of, like, I say as someone who's ever lived on the East Coast and the Midwest and not even that far west on the Midwest, uh, but that sort of, like, water runoff sort of culvert? Is it a culvert? Oh. 
think so. I think it's a culvert. Yes. That sort of thing is probably fairly common in most of the western part of the country, but other people are welcome to tweet at me and tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> but it does look like the LA River from, I'm sorry, I think you mean Terminator 2. Yes. <laughs> And somehow, despite this being made of concrete and these guys being made of metal, they're chucking each other around on this and they're throwing up a ton of sparks. <laughs> yeah, well, well, it looks cooler that well, way. It know. does look cool. Yeah. And also, uh, it's at this point where Bulkhead figures out that Breakdown is Silas. And Silas, of course, has an in-the-flesh sort of line. <laughs> because that's uh, such a super villain line to do the in-the-flesh. Yeah. That That is something that through this episode has been sort of uh, Bulkhead's argument to, you know, trying to get Ratchet to let him go out there is that Breakdown is his arch enemy. You know, he's like, this is my dude to fight. I need to go fight him. But now he realizes that this isn't even who he thought it was. It's just his reanimated corpse. Yeah, like, come on, it's my rogues gallery. You gotta let me go. Come on. Dr. Octopus is robbing the bank. Yeah. You can't send Daredevil. No. It's not going to work at all. Daredevil doesn't fight animal villains all the time at all. No, just the owl mostly. Yeah. Okay, fine. Who is it really animal themed? He just and, has an animal themed name. But also the man bull. What? I think that was only the one time. Anyway, but and the owl is definitely not entirely... I mean, he took a serum that allowed him to glide and also turn his head around 180 degrees. That's Oh, I forgot creepy. about the neck thing. The, 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 That's the, the extremely creepy. As light as a bird. You know, that could be a birth defect that, that just retconned was a serum originally. But, but mostly he just looks like really well-dressed Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so they're... You know, they're fighting. Bulkhead is clearly not in fighting trim because he's getting his ass kicked. He's, yeah. Like I said, this episode just, the the character animation is just extremely good. Everybody's just very physically, they're emoting very well. It's it's good animation, this episode. I yes. Thumbs up to the director. So it is, it is smokescreen to the rescue. Yay! It's the kitten! Yep. And this kitten's got claws. Yes. Kitten has come to kill the zombie cat. He's a good boy. <laughs> Came back wrong. Anyway, so the, uh, anyway, with Silas, you know, bumbling his way through this assignment, uh, Megatron decides, well, the simplest thing is to do is just use the satellite to Independence Day this kid's house. This yeah. Human child's perfectly normal residence. Well, prob- presumably it's going to like hit a gas main. The whole block, at least, is going up. Yes, Megatron doesn't care. He's. Megatron. I mean, it's kind of neat, but the, the like sound wave starts to move the thing, and then he turns it off, adjusts the satellite, and then turns it back on, or starts to turn it back on right over the house. Like when you start to get close, dude, you should have turned it on and started blowing up everything on the block. <laughs> They might have run out of particles. That's... I'm not sure if that's how it works. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it, it is a question how that damn thing works, because like panels glow like, is it solar powered? What's going on? It's so mm. tiny, and the beam is as wide as the, the entire satellite. It is a very evil satellite. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so luckily, just in time, uh, Wrath outhacks Soundwave. The, uh, the satellite goes off course in a way that's totally impossible. Yes. Yeah. With the way that like angles work and stuff, because it ends up kind of shooting its beam over Jasper, Nevada, and just nicking the sign of the KO burger. Yeah, it's that okay. No one like... lives in Jasper, so no one is hurt. No one even sees what happens. But like, yes. it's like it's firing as it's halfway down through the atmosphere, but it, even before it started to fall into the atmosphere, it's uh, whatever. Yes, it should have hit the culvert, from... and that should have covered breakdowns, escape. From the wiki, it's pointed out the final shot of the satellite fires parallel to Raph's house. To do this, the satellite would have to be in position below the equator. When it (laughs) fires, it is shown to be above North America and burns up in the skies above Jasper not long after. (laughs) So, yeah. 
it should be doing a lot more damage than it it actually does. But yeah, I mean it it should be it should be Batman beyonding all through this city. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it should. They're just gonna wake up to just a bunch of laser paths burned through the streets. Yes. Oh, tearing up the highways. Oh, that's such a good scene. I need to rewatch that. So many things I need to rewatch that that needs to be bumped up a bit. So, so Soundwave runs away. Silas runs away. Uh, this satellite burns up in the atmosphere like it's the end of gravity. Yes. Sandy Bullock's trying to escape this thing. Oh, no. Well, it has to burn up. Otherwise, the next episode is going to be crashing into something. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna crash into like the the outback like Skylab, or crash into somebody some Japanese kid's pool, <laughs> or uh, oh, anyway. a crash in the Digimon movie. I can't remember. Oh, I thought this was maybe a reference to something that actually happened. <gasps> no, it w- I was making a reference Digimon to Summer movie. Wars, which is actually sort of a remake of that one Digimon movie. Kind of, but it's by the same director and takes some of the same clues about messing with computers and spamming a bad guy with email yes. on the internet. So, is- I, so if it takes place during the summer, I assume that you're somehow beating the heat with the Digibeat. No. Well, no, summer. no one is doing um, that ever. Well, that's the Digimon movie. <laughs> summer Summer Wars, I really highly recommend. It's great. Yes, it is really good. All right, so, so we're back on the Decepticon, at the Decepticon base, and Megatron has one of his greatest burns ever, because he said, Oh, Silas, <laughs> you have earned your place on, the, on at the table. Knockout dissection table, psych! Knockout's got his staff. I like his staff, and he zaps him in the back with it. Tasers this guy and drags him off what I'm sure is going to be a hideously painful dissection. Yes, and he's screaming all the way. That is a dark ending to this show. I know, it's so good. So good. Horrible. screwed up. This this is the darkest episode because we have a human killing other humans off screen. We see the explosions and shit, and the giant laser might have hit people. Some no, actually, yeah, I guess it just hit dirt. But like, human dragged away to his death, where where knockout might as well just be cackling as he's standing over him and saying, "Sometimes dead is better, Silas." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. I, I like it when a villain gets a horrible ending. <laughs> I, yes. Although this is not quite the ending. <gasps> what? Dun dun dun. I, I don't see how. Will Silas return in Avengers Endgame? <laughs> uh, no, he will return in season three. I don't remember works. that, so I'm looking forward to that. It'll be another 15 episodes. I'll survive. Okay. I'll manage that long. So Knockout takes him apart and, like, makes him a trophy on a wall or something? This, oh, this is going to get really dark. Or they're just not going to have any reference to this episode much at all. Uh, no, no, it is, it follows directly from this episode. Uh. A year later, but, oh, this is weird. Um, it's, uh, listen, if you like zombies in this episode, I this do. next one has more zombies. Ah, oh, I love zombies. There's, oh. a, there's a zombie episode of this show. Break, yeah. There's been multiple zombie episodes. We've already had Dark Energon zombies. I mean, yeah, we oh, had the- all the Dark Energon stuff, but I remember the zombie, so it's the zombie episode where there's that super gay moment with Knockout and Starscream, right? Yes. Okay, because I mostly oh. remember that there are zombies, and then there's that really incredibly gay moment with Knockout and Starscream, and I love it. Also, also it, it li- aired during a botcon. There are literally no Autobots in that episode. Yes. Oh, I had oh, forgotten okay, I... though the detail that Silas had anything to do with that episode. So a plus. Well, the, the body has something to do with that episode. I think that's the episode where I came back to watching in the third season, maybe. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, it's it's a very continuity-heavy episode. It's one of my favorites, but it's insane. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, and I'm looking at the wiki page. There is an extremely gay moment in that yes. episode. Yes, Yay. there is. Something good to look forward to. <laughs> I like that third season. Anyway, 
Uh, so yeah, this is, uh, the end of Mech, the, mostly the end of Silas. Uh, I enjoyed it. It is, it is we, it is a weird, dark episode. Yes. All about desecrating corpses, and I do love a good killer satellite. Yeah, it's a good episode. I really like it. Yeah, it, it's my favorite episode so far. It, it just took bringing in a Beast Wars writer to fix up this show. A Beast Machines writer. Yeah, Beast, oh, right, Beast Machines, Machines, thank you. See, and I, I, I like Beast Machines unlike many people. And yeah, I'm trying to think if this is... If the, um, I'm not sure if there are any other Beast Wars writers who have written for this show. See, I usually think of Bob Skeers being like, you know... A friendly hippie. <laughs> well, the friendly hippies can be the darkest people, I guess. <laughs> I mean, Beast Machines was pretty dark. Yeah, yep. it was pretty dark. And I, yeah, in fact, there are no Beast Wars writers on uh, on Transformers Prime. Oh, alas. Yeah. So, uh, of course, we will be back. Uh, Next episode, uh, but until then, you can find us all over the internet. Uh, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we are attached like a barnacle to the dying hulk of Tumblr. Where there's no longer any porn, and we don't know that's what right, to do. Uh, but we... the internet is for porn. The I know! Is for porn. And that's why you can't survive without it. And <laughs> I remember when they first shut shut down the porn on Tumblr and immediately my Twitter feed is all like random daft punk porn and furries everywhere. Yeah, uh, I had to follow a few more people. Listen, this Twitter. is not what I meant by harder, stronger. <laughs> no. Yeah, Twitter became much more horny on Maine. So we are also on, we are hosted by IconUnderground.net uh, where we have a Patreon set up to help with our hosting expenses that is at patreon.com slash icon underground uh is it gonna be late in the month that we're doing avengers yet because we're gonna be doing avengers um, it's um, should, um if it, at the beginning of the it could be comes out at the end of april but if Wait, there's a good chance it may not be up yet but oh, with the right, no, con i i figured shit out that well because shit everything comes out at the end of the month may is going to be end game june is going to be godzilla okay, okay. And uh, if you uh, if this is still April when you're listening to this, you can listen to our bonus episode on Condor Man. I mean, you can also listen to that if it's not still April, because uh, all of those older episodes are also available to our new Patreon subscribers. That's right. A Patreon pledge of $1 gives you access not only to the newest Patreon episodes, but also to the full library of Patreon episodes. Can Got hear a bunch us. of kimono yeah, friends in there. 25. You can hear now. us talking about Transformers the movie for three hours. Oh, God. For two episodes, because <laughs> it had to be split in half because we kept going about a movie. And that's us without to... having seen it. Yeah. yeah the, <laughs> the, the most recent one of us had seen it was a year previously. Mm -hmm. And we knew it by heart. Anyway. Yeah. Speaking of yeah. things stuck in your head. So if you got a so long drive, that's three hours of movie discussion, yep. about an hour and a half long movie. Yes. <laughs> uh, so until next time, when we, uh, when we watch Legacy, I'm Rob. I'm Jen. And I'm David. I think I gotta check my mic and shit. Have I sounded the normal volume since it went? Yes, open? you have. Okay, because the little squiggles seem a little bit more erratic. <laughs> <laughs>